0: the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. I'm Dallas Taylor. Put yourself in a shopping mall. What do you hear? Maybe the sound of clothes hangers sliding across a rack or a cash register ringing up a purchase. Maybe it's rustling shopping bags. What you probably don't hear is this. Just on the edge of human hearing, at around 18,000 to 20,000 hertz, data is being transmitted over sound. It's called ultrasonic communication, even though it might be audible to a child or someone with excellent hearing. The sample you just heard has been pitched down so the rest of us can hear it.
1: Ultrasonic tracking is sci-fi, right? Um, It's the kind of thing that seems like it comes out of a comic book or or a movie. And I think that gets under people's skin.
0: That's Sean O'Brien from Yale University's Privacy Lab.
1: We do privacy and security work, and we look at advertising trackers inside of mobile apps, such as the ultrasonic trackers.
0: Ultrasonic tracking is tracking that's done through your microphone.
1: If you have an app on your phone that allows microphone permissions, permissions to record onto your device, it can eavesdrop on you in the room and light up that microphone when you don't know.
0: Providers can embed their ultrasonic tones, or beacons as they call them, into television shows and advertisements.
1: So let's say, for example, you're playing a game... and you have the television on. The forecast
0: showers heavy at times with occasional
1: thunderstorms. There could be a signal coming through that television that's ultrasonic or near ultrasonic in most cases that you can't hear. And that sound can be picked up by your microphone, processed by the app, and then communicate with the server on the internet so that advertisers can gain data about what you're watching and potentially where you are.
0: If you're listening to this, you're probably using your phone at this exact moment. You carry that little device with you everywhere, and it might be spying on you. It can listen to what's around you and give that information to advertisers so they can get you to buy stuff.
1: Hopefully, at this point, people have at least heard of binary and understand that there are zeros and ones, right, inside computers, which still sounds pretty mystical. The ability to discern between different tones can be correlated to zeros and ones. Or, to use a simplified example, which we wouldn't see in the wild, 26 letters of the alphabet. You could have 26 different ultrasonic frequencies that are slightly different, right? So we call it frequency shift keying because there's shifts in the frequency, and they could do A through Z with these tones. You can look at the waveform, so a microphone and devices that are specifically designed to look at sound can look at these waveforms and get data from them in this way.
0: This technology is also being used outside the home, You can find it at sporting events, music festivals, and yes, even the mall.
1: So they take a look at people in retail outlets and they try to do things like, for example, if you're walking by uh, a rack of clothing, they might send you an advertisement for some clothing on that rack. It might be a 50% off coupon. It might be some other kind of promotion that's going to try to motivate you to buy that piece of clothing.
0: Remember that sound at the top of the show? That was found at a Macy's department store nearby. The provider responsible for the ultrasonic beacon is Shopkick. They're exclusively in retail stores. Shopkick has an app that lets you earn points and gift cards for walking into stores like Lord & Taylor, Yankee Candle, and American Eagle. When you walk in, your phone picks up this ultrasonic beacon from the store's speakers and lets the app know that you're there. The thing is, Macy's doesn't advertise integration with the Shopkick app. Shoppers can't earn points for visiting so it's unclear how they're using Shopkick's technology. We reached out to Macy's and Shopkick for interviews, but they declined. While earning points and gift cards for simply walking around the mall is enticing, there's a bigger picture here. And in this case, the bigger picture is big
2: data. There's an incredible amount of things that can be learned about an individual based on a small amount of data. That's Michael Quett. He works with Sean at Yale Privacy Lab. Companies can infer quite a bit about you. So they can infer what your sexuality is, what your politics are. And we're learning that they're able to infer things about potentially your mental health based on the frequency of words that you use, how often you swear.
0: And it's not just ultrasonic tracking. Yale Privacy Lab found that over 75% of Android apps have some kind of tracker. Apps can use Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS to track your behaviors. And these trackers can work together to collect even more data from you.
1: The message we're trying to bring is that this tracking is layer after layer after layer, really interwoven, very difficult to untangle the business relationships between these different trackers. It's not just that when I go get an Android device or get an Apple device that Google or Apple are looking at me. It's that there's this entire ecosystem of trackers that are doing all kinds of nuanced things to track me, sharing data with each other, building profiles of us that can usually be used to identify us backwards because it is unique to us.
0: Sean and Michael are confident that these trackers are in iOS apps too. But Apple has more restrictions on their devices and software,
1: so it's harder to research. We know that these trackers are also in iOS apps. We want to be very careful at Yale Privacy Lab. We want to always say um, that this is not a Google versus Apple thing. There are very strict laws in the United States specifically about circumventing DRM. That's Digital uh, Restrictions Management or Digital Rights Management as they like to call it. and Not being able to get around pieces of software that lock down an iPhone because you could go to a federal prison is a big barrier for us as researchers. (laughs)
0: While there are strict laws protecting proprietary information, there isn't much protection for the consumer.
3: So to some extent, this is a little bit of a wild west, right? Like this is kind of brand new technology.
0: That's Katie McInnis. She's a privacy and technology attorney. With Katie's help, the Federal Trade Commission issued warnings to apps using ultrasonic trackers. The FTC is the government agency that protects consumers.
3: We wrote comments to the FTC about how users are tracked, and one of these methods was ultrasonic beacons, which we were highly concerned about because it was really um, unclear to the user that their activities across devices were being correlated using an ultrasonic audio beacon. And we felt like, unlike other methods of tracking, this one had the least amount of consumer exposure.
0: the FTC warned apps against Silverpush, which provides ultrasonic tracking in retail stores. And when they got the warning, Silverpush said that they'd end their tracking program. But because of how the FTC works, they couldn't have prevented Silverpush from the start.
3: Unfortunately, in the U.S., we have a very fragmented system of privacy enforcement, The FTC doesn't really have rulemaking authority, unlike most other agencies, and so they can't create prospective rules that would then regulate future actions. They can only look at something and say, retroactively, that was unfair or deceptive to users.
0: The researchers at Yale Privacy Lab found eight Android apps that still use Silverpush. Most of them are international, though, and outside the scope of U.S. law. One of the few laws that does protect consumers in the US is the FTC Act, which established the Federal Trade Commission. This act protects consumers against unfair or deceptive acts or practices in or affecting commerce. Basically, it protects consumers against the shady stuff businesses sometimes try to pull. This act was signed into law by President Wilson way back in 1914. So it's pretty crazy it's still being used to regulate technology they never even dreamt of in the early 20th century. In recent lawsuits against ultrasonic tracking providers, the Wiretap Act has been referenced. This act not only protects our private conversations over the phone, but it also makes it illegal to spy on any kind of communication through a device. So it's no surprise that this act has been brought up in lawsuits against ultrasonic communication providers. We'll hear from one of those providers after the break. Why should you learn another language with Babbel? Well, there are a ton of reasons, but let's see how many I can fit into 60 seconds. First, Babbel works fast. You can start having conversations in another language in as little as three weeks. Next, it makes overseas vacations more fun and less stressful. I used it all the time on my last trip to Italy. If you work with foreign collaborators, Babbel can help you deepen those relationships. It's a fun thing to do when you need a break, and it's way better than doom scrolling. Babbel teaches you about other cultures, Speaking for myself, learning something new just makes me feel good. It's very affordable. And finally, signing up for Babbel helps support 20,000 Hertz. Okay, make that eight reasons, or otto ragioni, as they'd say in Italian. To get started on a new language today, here's a special limited time deal for 20,000 Hertz listeners. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription right now at babbel.com slash 20k. This offer is only available for our listeners. That's B A B B E L dot com slash 20k for 55% off. Babbel.com slash 20k. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. When I think about hiring,
0: it just seems like it's more work, more stress, and more pressure. But here's how Indeed takes away all that worry. Indeed is the world's number one matching and hiring platform with over 350 million visitors every month. Indeed cuts out the work of hiring with smart AI technology that helps you find the right candidate quickly. It takes the stress out of the process with scheduling, screening, and messaging all in one place. So you know exactly what you're up to in the hiring process because Indeed keeps track of everything for you. Then Indeed relieves the pressure of choosing the right person. That's because their skill tests give you the confidence that you've got the right candidate. So now when you think of hiring, don't think of all those negatives. Just think of Indeed. To try Indeed for yourself, with a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility, visit Indeed.com Hertz. Just go to Indeed.com Hertz right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com Hertz. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. NetSuite has simple solutions for complicated business problems. For example, let's say you open a bakery. Before long, your hotcakes are selling like, well, hotcakes. But you keep running out of ingredients. No problem, because not only can NetSuite automate your purchasing so you're never out of stock, but it can also check that your staff have the right training to make those hotcakes to perfection. Mm. NetSuite can even handle online orders so your hotcakes can really take off. Having one system handling all of this saves both time and money. And if there's two things we all want more of, it's time and money. Okay, so three things if you include hotcakes. That's probably why more than 37,000 businesses have already signed up for NetSuite by Oracle. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com 20k now to take advantage of this offer. That's netsuite.com 20k. NetSuite.com slash 20K. Lawsuits against ultrasonic communication companies have been popping up a lot lately. These apps use your phone's microphone, so it's easy to see that this could be compared to wiretapping. But not all ultrasonic communication companies are in the advertising or tracking business. There are genuinely useful ways to use this technology to make people's lives easier just like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth has. A company called Listener describes their technology as data over audio. And like most providers in this field, they use these near ultrasonic tones to transmit information.
4: It's really a modulation across a frequency range. That's Listener's
0: CEO and co-founder, Rodney Williams.
4: And we can push that frequency range up or we can push that frequency range down, depending on the environment, to ensure that it's going to be reliable. But our core infrastructure is built between 18,000 and 20,000 kilohertz. So that frequency range is important. Here's why. The FCC says that all audio up to 21,000 kilohertz is safe audio. Safe isn't like health. It's not affecting your eardrum. We have competitors that actually use audio above 21,000 kilohertz. Technically, that's not in the bandwidth of safe audio. And that's why really high frequency ranges outside of that bandwidth are regulated. Listener got their start as a marketing
0: technology company,
4: and they worked with some pretty big names. For example, for Discovery Communication, as you watch Mythbusters, little, uh, quiz overlays about the myth you know did they use water and it would count down and then your phone would start counting down and vibrating and then you had nine seconds to hurry up and answer it one of my favorite budweiser made in america music festival what i loved was at the end of the night if it recognized that you walked past the gate it actually sent you a message to get an uber and it gave you a coupon off of uber I thought it was perfect, right? I mean, it's a bunch of you know, kids, obviously, at a festival. Obviously, they just need to ride home. And I, mean, I just think that's the power of understanding when a consumer is inside of an experience and being able to help it. In order for this experience to
0: work, you had to download the festival's app so it could listen for the ultrasonic signals. Here's an example of how it might work. But in this example, we've lowered the frequency of the signal by four octaves to a range where we can hear it.
4: Yeah, so it would be in the Budweiser Made in America app. What would technically be happening is that we would actually be playing our tones throughout the venue. And tones basically would have different location data, so that if it heard a certain tone, that means you were in a certain area. And then it could understand how long you were in that area, and if you went from area four, five to area four, six, and then to four, seven, obviously you're walking. We basically could trigger different messages based on where you are in relation to these tones. The magic behind it, which drove a lot of the engagement, is that this wasn't a battery drainage. It didn't use your cellular data, Wi-Fi data, or GPS data to trigger you to message.
0: Despite all their success, Listener decided to end their marketing program and focus on other uses for the technology
4: all transparency was mainly because of a lawsuit that we got that's actually just got dismissed, by the way, because our technology is fantastic and it does what we say it does. But uh, it was a lawsuit that basically said that we were recording consumers' conversations for purpose of advertising. I can't say too much because I don't know what else has been released publicly. But What I can say is our technology just doesn't do that, right? It doesn't interpret sound that can't hear a voice. It's not voice recognition. It's true data over audio.
0: One of the concerns with ultrasonic communication today is you have to let apps use your microphone. Sean from Yale Privacy Lab says it's hard to know exactly what they're doing with your microphone, and it might be possible to collect more data than intended, like human voices, for example.
1: The processing is happening on a server somewhere. The app is not going to spend a lot of processing power or use the capabilities of your phone to make that waveform more privacy-respecting before it sends that audio to whatever server it's talking to.
0: But Listener says they took their technology offline
4: once they stopped using it to track. The moment we went offline, local encoding, local decoding, Listener has the inability to track. It's a completely offline method of wireless transmission. So it does not connect to a wireless server. It does not connect to a cloud. This is a complicated problem. The cloud is
0: actually the vulnerable part of the system. Ultrasonic communication is just a tool to collect information, which could be sent to the cloud. If someone is going to try and steal information from you, they'll most likely target a cloud server because they hold such
4: massive amounts of information. Back to Rodney. You can't hack the data transmission from a cloud server because we are no longer connected to a cloud. So the cloud does not initiate a transfer or decode the transfer. It's locally. So then you have to be locally there. Um, You have to know the algorithm. You have to know the encryption. And you have to be able to understand the time token. And if you get all of that, then good for you. I think it should be that hard. When this technology
0: is offline and more secure, It's better suited for things like authentication.
4: There's some unique advantages by using this as a authentication method. That's probably the biggest area of interest and growth for us. So earlier last year, we landed Ticketmaster. A consumer's mobile phone would actually broadcast real-time ticketing data. The same ticketing data that would be sitting in a barcode And instead of, you know, walking up and getting your screen brightness correct and getting the right angle, you would literally just have to place your phone within 12 inches of a scanning device and your phone would immediately authenticate uh, and turn green and you were allowed in. We want our data to be with the individuals that it's supposed to be with, not anyone else. In a perfect world, consumers locally have data and when they want to transmit it, They control the transmission and they control who is delivered to. And it's not tracked by a third party like Amazon, Apple, anywhere. It's literally tracked by you.
0: When it comes to ultrasonic data transmission, it's up to each company to use their technology in ethical ways. For ultrasonic tracking companies like Silverpush or Shopkick, or really any company that tracks and collects data for advertising, transparency is especially important. And, like everything else, transparency is on a spectrum, with open source code on one end and a black box on the other.
1: A lot of this is black box, right? So we're making guesses from the outside, which is sort of the thing that's so scary. Inside the advertising industry, this kind of tracking is no secret to anyone. What the actual business practices are inside a specific business is the kind of thing that's hard for us to say.
0: We don't really know what data ultrasonic tracking companies are collecting or what they're doing with it. And that means it's hard to hold them responsible if they go too far.
2: What these advertisers want in this situation is, of course, to get people to buy their products. But the degree of manipulation is pretty extensive. And so I think as time marches on, The kinds of information and practices that we're seeing in the advertising industry are cause for alarm because nobody really wants to be manipulated in this way. And a lot of this is being packaged in to video games or into chat apps. So in order for us just to carry out our day-to-day lives, we're all being subjected to a lot of surveillance that is very concerning for our rights and liberties.
0: And remember, 75% of Android apps have some kind of tracker, whether it's ultrasonic, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, or GPS. And these apps are built around the trackers so that the apps won't even function without them. And even if they could, the companies make it really hard to opt out.
2: It's extremely hard to opt out. So for Tinder, if you want to use the app, you have to turn on location tracking. But if you turn location tracking off, then you can't use your Maps service. So the problem is these companies understand that instead of giving you a straightforward option to opt into these kinds of things, they construct their apps and their privacy policies to make it onerous and difficult for users to opt out. And when you have maybe 40 apps in your phone, the opt out process becomes overwhelming for an individual and their tactic in the industry is to overwhelm individuals so that they just throw in the towel and say, I wanna play games, I wanna talk to my friends, I'm just gonna install it and click through.
0: What we need is stronger transparency from the industry and greater awareness from consumers. It's easy to forget, but our phones are right there with us during the most intimate parts of our lives. It's worth keeping it safe and trustworthy. So if an app requests access to your microphone but has no reason to do so, you should probably reconsider installing that app. 20,000 Hertz is produced out of the studios of DeFacto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound incredible. Find out more at defactosound.com.
4: This episode was written and produced by Lee McDonald
0: And me, Dallas Taylor.
4: With help from Sam Sneebly.
0: It was sound designed
1: and mixed by Nick Spradlin.
0: Thanks to Sean O'Brien and Michael Quet from Yale Privacy Lab. Also, thanks to Privacy and Technology Council Katie McInnes. And listener CEO and co-founder Rodney Williams. The music in this episode is from our friends at Musicbed. Having great music should be an asset to your project, not a roadblock. MusicBed is dedicated to making that a reality. That's why they've completely rebuilt their platform of world-class artists and composers with brand new features and advanced filters to make finding the perfect song easier and faster. Learn more at musicbed.com new. Did this episode change the way you think about your phone? Let us know on Twitter at 20k.org. You can also give us feedback, submit a show idea, read episode transcripts, or buy a super cool 20k t-shirt through our website at 20k.org. Finally, the first person to decode the ultrasonic message we embedded at the top of this episode will win a t-shirt. Just hit us up through our website, Twitter, or Facebook with the message. Thanks for listening.